Hi everyone once again. Good morning. Welcome to another beautiful day. This is the day of the Lord. This is the day the Spirit of the Lord is revealing His heart to us in a brand new way. We thank God for the heart of the Father that we are connecting to in this brand new day. I want to welcome you once again to our live broadcast. This is the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintala. Well, we have been connecting, we've been contacting, we've been you know, relating to some very important principle that I believe is beginning to change and shift our focus and understanding in terms of engaging with God in the place of effective prayer. And I believe this morning that as we once again press further and look into the Word of God, find the heart of the Father and connect with that which is saying for this new day that our prayer and our prayer life will be more established, will be more robust, will be more effective because indeed that is what we desire and we want to say thank you so much my brother for connecting this morning really appreciate it i hope you and the family are doing well thank you well we began to look into a very important uh, um, aspect in our spiritual development relating to prayer i think three days ago the lord began to open my eyes to look at the concept of you know effective prayer from a position that you know we we tag the ascended life now, this is the day of the reality or the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is revealing himself to us from a new ascended concept. And we began to track that through, you know, the journey of, of uh, 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 Jacob on his way to Pandanaram to his uncle's house, Laban. The scriptures say that he got to a place and the night set on him. So he couldn't journey further. All right. So the Bible says he had to, he had to, he had to rest there. He took one of the stones in this certain place that he got to, and the scripture said that as he slept, he was plunged into a dream where he saw a ladder. All right. He saw a ladder that is connected to the earth, will stop reach to the heaven, not to the heavens, but to the heaven. And the activity on the ladder was that angels were ascending and descending. And on top of the ladder was <clears throat> the very manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ himself. The Bible says he saw the Lord standing. And there the Lord introduced himself to Jacob. And as I continued to look into this uh, 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 scenario, I began to see some very powerful concepts. And if you will, you know, patterns of how to engage the things of the spirit. It's amazing that we are in a day where religion and the traditions of men have defined so many things to us, including how, you know, we engage with the things of God, how we look at, you know, our, our walk in the, in the spirit. Many, many of us, one of the reasons why our prayers or uh, seem to be very shallow, weak and effective is because our prayer is the very reality or manifestation of you know of our spiritual states all right what we pray what we proclaim and declare in the place of prayer is as a result of who we are spiritually all right we can't pray beyond what we know we can't pray beyond all right the the, the spiritual experience and, and and an environment all right that, that has shaped us so our prayer basically is 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 the combination of so many things I always say that when you want to hear, you know, uh, uh, or know the maturity or the spiritual state of a person, listen to that person pray. And I always say also, I always say that it's also important that when we pray, sometimes we need to hear ourselves. We need to listen to ourselves. And we live in a day where technology has made it so easy that we can actually record our own prayer and, and measure all right, the, the, the level of, of our communion and communication and communicating with the things of the spirit we can do that and that will begin to help us to you know begin to reevaluate and and redefine and and reconstruct if you will amen our spiritual life because you know uh we can only give from what is on the inside all right prayer itself is just the out it's, it's an outward experience of an inner life when we begin to pray, it's, it's like you're you're like you engage in in a conversation with somebody, all right. And you're supposed to be talking about some things very important. You're supposed to be dealing with all right, uh, uh, current affairs, but you're engaging in conversation. But you seem not to have you seem not to have an understanding of what is happening in Hong Kong and what is happening in China. You seem not to be you seem not to be. Uh, 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 
connected to what is happening all right, in, in Guinea-Bissau, you know, in, in, in Ukraine and all this place. And people are talking about what is happening. I mean, that was the same thing that happened with, you know, those two guys on the road to Emmaus. You understand? They, they, were, they seemed to be current in the physicality of what was going on in Jerusalem, but they were not current in terms of what is happening in the spirit. So, so they are still trying to boast to Jesus. Who is, who, who is this man? Don't you understand what is going on in Jerusalem in these past three days? You see, they were boasting in their kind of understanding. But they didn't understand. They were not tracking in the spirit. They were not current amen, in, the, in the political affairs. They were not current in the spiritual political affairs of their nation. They were not current amen, in, the economic, in the spiritual economic affairs of their nation. They were not current, amen, in the apostolic, you know, uh, uh, speakings of God, in the, the current apostolic speakings of God for their nation. They were, they, were, they were not aware regarding what God is saying about their home, about their family, amen, in terms of his present desire and demand. They were not, they, they were completely blind. And the Bible says Jesus had to begin again from Moses. Jesus began from Moses to begin to teach these people until he got to himself. He began from, you know, from Moses to the law and the prophets and began to open their eyes. And this, this, is, this is what I feel the Lord is doing in our day. God is taking so many of us through the road of Emmaus. He wants to open our heart. He wants to open our understanding. He wants to enlighten us so that we don't just continue to assume in our spiritual walk, in our prayer life. All right? There's so many things that we pray, but we, we're praying amiss, like scripture would say. Remember, like I always say, that prayer is beyond just a request. Because even the request that we present to God, amen, is informed by our understanding, amen, of, of, of needs. It's informed by our understanding, amen, of lack. It's informed by our understanding of spiritual things, of, of poverty. Alright, there's so many things that we are asking God for that we should not even be talking about. We shouldn't even ask, we shouldn't be asking Him. Well, there are things that we should be engaging in. That if we have those things, amen, all these other things that we are looking for, that we are you know, you know, pestering God for, they become addition, just like the scripture says. And when we when we when we focus on kingdom things, all right, when we focus on kingdom things, other things. That is, that is required, that is needed in our life will be added. They become an addition to us. So why seeking the addition while we have not, seek, while we have not sought the priority, we have not sought the heart of God? And I think this is, this is a place where all right, there, there's a mismatch in our, in our spiritual engagement. And like I said, that has to do with our level of spiritual understanding. And so the Lord, you know, uh, 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 three days ago began to speak to me personally and say, Isaiah, these things that you want to talk about, they're good, but they're not not what is actually necessary all right in my people moving on in you guys developing and coming into the essence of my plan and my purpose because of the nature of the days that we live in because of the dire nature because of the dif difficult difficulty difficulty of the days we live in because of the challenges of the days we live in because of the kind of you know battles and 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 and, and you know and attacks all right that we are faced with because of the kind of you know systemic and complex attacks from the powers of hell that we are faced with today we need to begin to amen shift our our engagement amen with 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 god and the things of the spirit from just um, a carnal you know a uh, 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 you know babyish if you will you know a uh, concept of, of of request amen to begin to seek and understand the ways of god the nature amen of of the father regarding his son we need the father to unveil to reveal his son to us because it's in the revelation of jesus that we get to begin to understand how we have been designed to also to manifest it is in the unveiling of Christ, amen, that our own life, that our own position as son, when the son of God has not been unveiled to us, we cannot be unveiled as the sons of God, amen, that creation is waiting for, for the redemption, amen, of the earth. We cannot. So we will remain in that little one day experience, amen, of, of God bless me with a car, God give me a ministry, God increase my ministry, God bless my home, God give me a wife, God give me a house, God give me, promote me, God bless me, God give me this, God give me that. We need those things, but those things, the Bible says, are the things that the Gentiles seek for. He said, these are the things that the Gentiles seek for. And the Bible says that, amen, if we as, as earthly men, as, as mortals, know how to give good gifts, amen, 
meant to our children. He said, our children will not ask for, you know, for bread and then we decide to give them stone for their request. No. He said, if, if mortal men, amen, know how to give, give good gift to their children, how much more, amen, our heavenly father, he rebuked them, oh, you of little faith. So our faith ought to be redesigned, amen, in the priorities of the spirit. The Bible says, they that must come to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Our faith needs to be refocused, needs to be redirected. We need to begin to have a faith to apprehend the things of God so that we can become a light to the earth. So we can become a solution to, amen, to this dark, darkness that is pervading the earth. Darkness is covering the earth, gross darkness. The people... You can see how darkness today is invading the church. A lot of people are confused. Things that we ought to know, we ought to understand. Amen. We are fighting over those little things. Things that we ought to understand. Things we should know. Things we should have been taught in the first day experience of our engagement with the things of the Spirit. It seems today we are completely clueless. Men of God are fighting over petty little things. We're fighting over territories. We're fighting over an anointing. We're fighting over, you know, things that don't matter. While the enemy is advancing, this speaks into amen, our level of spiritual maturity. And these things, we need to discard them. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that we need to go on with the Lord. We should leave this elementary aspect. We should, I mean, you know, there are things that we just focus on that really saps our energy. It saps our energy and distracts us from the very thing, amen, from the main thing that God, amen, has called us to engage, to, you know, to, 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 you know, to do as his representatives on, on earth, amen. We, we, it's time we come to a reality to begin to understand that, amen, there are things that we should not even begin to, you know, talk about in this brand new day. This, this is the day, amen, of the, of, of the Lord. This is the third day. We're entering into a new dimension in this ladder, amen, called the ladder, amen, of the dreams of Jacob. Heaven is bringing us to a new pedestra. And in all that we've been talking about, it is the unveiling of Christ. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ, amen. It is the revelation of the ascended Christ, amen, that will, be, that will begin to give us Amen. The insight, if you will, the authority, amen. The governmental, amen. We can talk about dominion till we glow blue in the face. Nothing is going to happen until Christ takes full dominion in our hearts. <laughs> until Christ takes full dominion over our thought pattern. Until Christ takes full dominion over our belief system. Until Christ takes dominion over our appetite, over our desire. You know, we need to go back to some of the teachings we did some time back on, you know, uh, 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 engaging the mind in the place of prayer amen soul food prayer we you know we're entering that stage now that state where people start dropping you know their spirituality they start dropping their guard all right they start allowing the influence of the season uh, they start allowing the influence of the season oh it's holiday season it's christmas season you begin to see all right that people 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 that are connected that are connected to you that are connected in the things of the spirit suddenly you can't find them again they are nowhere to be found yes <laughs> they, they 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 feel okay it's december it's december no you forget every other thing you just hang your spirituality somewhere and you go enjoy yourself that is a dangerous thing we, 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 we will step into. We don't want to do that. So I, I need to repeat, I need to re, you know, re-emphasize this thing, that this is the time that we need to guard our mind. If there's ever a time we need to guard our mind and guard the principles and the values, amen, that heaven has been imparting, has been building in our life from January, this will be the time. This is the time to take a day or two, amen, and wait on God and fast and just get your spirit man alive, get your spiritual signal, amen, revamped, Amen. Get that, you know, uh, 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 GPS. Amen. Get that radar. Amen. Clear. Amen. You want, you want to, you want to, you want to revamp. You, you, you want to calibrate. Amen. Your spiritual, you know, uh, uh, engine. You want every aspect of your prophetic signal. Amen. To be alive, because this is a time where the enemy is going to use all kinds of compromise to, you know, to to bring us down. To us down amen to bring us to you know another low level no we're climbing we're climbing that ladder let's continue to climb let's continue to receive amen the 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 the, the, the word and the messages that these angels are bringing the angels are bringing the bible says they were they were ascending and descending upon jacob later we will see in the new testament amen you will see the same concept amen you say you're gonna see the sun you're gonna say angels ascending and descending upon the son of man there are things 
heaven wants to begin to download into our life. There are words, there are realities and revelation. Amen. The Spirit of God wants to imprint. Amen. The, there are things that, that the Lord is, is releasing. Amen. His angelus, his messengers. Amen. To bring, to impart into our life. There are new realities of the revelations of Christ, of the Father that they are bringing to us. But we have to be, we have to lay. Hallelujah. We have to lay down. We have to be, amen, like Jacob laying down. We have to receive. You understand? We have to receive. Listen to this. I just speak this in my spirit. The, 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 the intention of the ascending and the descending, you know, of, of, of those angels, all right, upon that particular place, upon that particular spot. I mean, this thing had been happening before Jacob got there. But guess what? Until Jacob lie on that spot, amen. Jacob did not see what was taking place in the spirit. But the but, but the reality is, it, the, 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 what the Lord was showing us is not just for amen. The angels to ascend and descend upon a dry land in the in a barren desert, all right, is to pinpoint, is to show what God wants to build into the life of Jacob, with typify, amen. The physical temple that was built on that same spot. But today God does not dwell, amen, in, in temple built by human hand. No, so so they are. Ascending and the descending, amen, upon the life of Jacob in that place where he lay down, in that place of total surrender, in that place where he slept, because that's what God does. Until we lay down, until we yield and surrender and submit, amen, to his to his ways, to his dealings, we don't get an opening into the things of the spirit. The portals of heaven are not open unto us. So it's important we understand this is the time. This is the time to come to rest. This is the time to lay down. This is the time to stop journey in the flesh. This is the time time amen to stop advancing in darkness without the power without the light of god so, so they brought him to the place where he had to lay down the, the bible said in a certain place but later we finally understand that that place is not just a certain place that was a place amen that david amen built the, the you know the, the, the tabernacle that, that was a place hallelujah where amen the, the the temple of god was built that was a place where amen spiritual things became harsh in the earth in terms of the nation of israel that was a sacred place. But even in that sacred place, they had to bring a man, amen, to the point of, 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 of almost death, death for him to connect with the things of the spirit. And if we're going to ascend on high, if we're going to ascend on high, if we're going to ascend on high, we also must come to the place of death. I believe this is, these are some of the things the spirit of the Lord is sharing with us and we need to track with the spirit of God. Amen. Quickly, I want to share a scripture. I want to look at one or two scriptures as we continue to track this concept. Amen, my brother. I hope I'm not too fast this morning. I hope you're tracking with me. All right, Philippians chapter, chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. We're going to take it from verse 9 and 10. It says, I want to be found in him. This is David. Excuse me. This is Paul. Maybe I should just take it from, let's do it like this. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, I think I'm going to back down a little bit. Let's take it from verse 7. Let's take it from verse 7. We're looking at Philippians, all right? Verse 3. There's something very, you know, critical and important that Paul revealed for, to us here. In fact, I believe this is one of the reasons why Paul became one of the most renowned amen, apostles in the scripture. I believe this is the reason why God downloads so much into the heart of this man in, in relating to his prophetic insight, in relating to his, his, his ascended revelation of Christ. This is a man that became, amen, you know, a, a resource to the nations, to the body of Christ. Why? Because he understood so much about the ways of God, about the things of Christ. In verse 7 of Philippians chapter 3, he says, But whatever we gain to me, whatever we gain, gains to me, not just even gain, whatever we gains to me, listen to this, whatever I have gained, whatever we gains to me, I now consider, the key word is I, now, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. I don't think many of us has got into this point. Whatever were gains to me, Paul said, I now consider them loss for the sake of Christ. So we're talking about a principle of trade here. 
all right, if you want to gain Christ, listen to this. It didn't say, I gained Jesus. It, it said, I gained Christ. I now consider, amen, for the sake of Christ. Whatever we you see, we, many of us have gained Christ, have gained Jesus. We've gained, like I was sharing yesterday, we've gained certain truth about Jesus, the man of Galilee, the son of Mary, and Joseph. We gained Jesus, amen. The turn water to wine. We've gained, amen, de depth about, you know, the, the, the revelation of this Jesus, the son of Mary, who was born, amen, in, in, in Bethlehem. We, we know, I mean, this is, a, this is Christmas time now. A lot of people are going to be celebrating a little child born in Bethlehem. I mean, that, that is religion to the core. Because who we are supposed to be celebrating, amen, is the ascended Jesus Christ, the Christ, the Christos himself. So we know a little bit, we know a little bit about what Jesus did. And we've built our spirituality, amen, on this miracle, on this blessing, on this, you know, we, we read those things that we read in the Bible and they're all story to us. But we have not come into a day where, amen, we lose those things to gain Christ. It's in Christ that we begin to have a revelation of our spirituality it's in christ that we begin to understand the authority and the life that has been given to us to represent the intentions of of the father in the earth it is until christ be unveiled in us we don't get to be revealed as sons of god in the earth that's why today our lives still seem as if we are veiled we are we are being we are being shadowed we are being covered why because religion is what is defining and motivating what we claim to be revelation until the bible says until 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 the veil is removed until the veil is removed they will not see till today the veil is still amen on the face of the people the same veil that moses wear amen when the glory departed that the people are supposed to move to the next reality the bible says moses still covered his face with a veil and until that veil is removed no one get to see to the point of desiring, amen, the reality, the ascended life of the Christ. But whatever we gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ. You see, it didn't say knowing Jesus. Now he said, knowing Christ Jesus, knowing Christ Jesus. All right. First of all, he talked about for the sake of Christ. Now he added, Amen, that Christ with Jesus. And these are two powerful reality. All right. Christ and Jesus, Amen, are two different entity, Amen, in one synchronized in one just like the father the son the holy spirit amen are three different entities amen defined in one it's a, you until we ascend until we come to an ascended revelation we can't comprehend these things that's why people say are you saying that god is three god is three but god is one but he's three but he's one the way he he manifests himself are in three dimensions yet he is one amen christ is god there's what you call the Christ God. Christ is God because Christ, amen, comes from God. Christ is God. Christ is, 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 is a reality, is a manifestation of, of the government of God, of the, of the desires of God. Amen. Amen. And when that Christ wants to operate, amen, he operates through his spirit. And that spirit we call the spirit of the Father. We call the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit, amen, is Christ. Christ is the Holy Spirit just as the Father, amen, is Christ. But when the Lord wants to unveil himself, when he wants to reveal himself, when he wants to go into the concept of creation, he reveals himself in three dimensions. He says, come, let us make man. Let us make man in our own image. Us, in our own image. So we're talking about man having, amen, a tripartite, you know, dimension, amen, of, of the Godhead. Man having a tripartite dimension, amen, of the Godhead. So what are these tripartite reality that we carry? Because he said, let us make man in our own image. So man, amen, carries that three dimension of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to understand these things, friend. 
You see, that's why I say God says it's time for us to advance. It's time for us to climb the ladder so that our prayer amen, can be effective. We need to understand the divine order of the things of the Spirit. We need to understand, let me repeat that statement. We need to understand the divine order of the things of the Spirit. Without understanding, without the restoration of the order of God in our life, dominion will become a thing of the future. Walking in dominion will become a thing of the future. There are, there are realities in our life that the Father must feel. There are realities in our life that the Son must feel. There are dimensions in our life that the Spirit must manifest, feel and manifest. We have to come into, they are not divided, they are three. But three realities, three categorical, you know, character nature. Amen. The Holy Spirit reveals to all that sevenfold Spirit of the Father, of the Son. Come on. We have to understand. It's the same principle he showed us. The you will see that the same nature, amen, that are supposed to be unveiled, amen, in the Son through the sevenfold Spirit, amen, is the same Spirit that is designed for the Ecclesia, amen, seven church, amen, seven golden lampstand. We've got to understand these things. Seven characters, sevenfold nature. We've got to understand this thing. If we don't know this thing, we will not be able to step into the day that the Father, amen, has designed for us. So Paul began to talk about him knowing him and he's introducing us how to know this Christ so that we can walk, amen, in the power of the age to come. Hallelujah. He's asking us, amen, to come into this dimension so that we can understand, so that we can begin to, at least to begin to believe it, believe it, and begin to embrace it. You see, if you don't believe it, you don't embrace it. And if you don't embrace it, you don't begin to desire to want to walk, amen, in the reality, in the manifestation of this thing. And these are the things we have to embrace in this brand new day. Lest we remain in the first day reality, lest we remain in that first kindergarten stage, that elementary stage, amen, that you know a, a, a grade R stage amen it's time to move on in the things of the spirit he said whatever we're gained to me whatever we're gains to me I now consider so he came to a point a point in his life my brother we you and I we, we've got to come to a point where all that we have gained in even in terms of spirituality we consider them lost and say no I want to gain Christ you know our greatest problem is the, is the position of, of assumption you know, when a man gets to a point, the point when we get to a point and we begin to call ourselves man of God and we start giving ourselves titles, guess what? We limit ourselves because the moment you begin to benchmark your life, I mean, I'm called into the prophetic ministry. I'm a prophet, but listen to this. Uh, you will not find me running around, say, oh, I'm a prophet Isaiah. No, I'm, no, 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 no. Because I don't want, amen, that title to, 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 to block, to limit Amen. What I need to know, what I need to connect to, even in the prophetic, there are still depths in the prophetic, in the Christ. Remember that the prophetic is basically the unveiling, amen, of the life of Christ functioning through, amen, the, 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 the ministry of the prophetic. So, so for, for us to think that we have come to, you know, an understanding of the prophetic is to assume that we have known, is to assume that we have known everything we need to know of Christ. I mean, that would be a big assumption for us to think that we have come to a full definition of what the apostolic is because somebody calls himself an apostle. Ah, that would be a big error because the Lord on a date, the Bible says we're talking about a kingdom that is ever growing. The Bible says of his kingdom, of his, of, of his kingdom, of the, of the increase of his kingdom, there is no end. <laughs> of the increase of his kingdom there is no end this Christus anointing amen never ends it's forever pouring you see the bible said they were ascending and descending those angels they don't stop <laughs> those angels don't stop amen the activities of the spirit never stop amen when it's not flowing is it that because God amen wants to transition us into something new or they're telling us hey, the things that I've been saying to you you need to go back to those things and begin to apply them whenever there is a wherever there is a, a blockage or there is you know a stop in the flow of the revelation because God is forever revealing himself the father is forever revealing his son you see the father is the revealer of the son amen and the Holy Spirit is the revealer amen of you know of, of, of the son 
Amen. The Father reveals the Son. The Holy Spirit reveals the Son. So we've got to understand because Jesus, you know, you know, you know, when he went, the Bible says Jesus get, got to, the, you know, uh, to the region of Caesarea Philippi, and I'm going to get there. He asked the question, "Who do men say that I am?" Nobody, nobody knows the Son. Nobody knows the Son. <laughs> and Jesus and P Peter say, "You're Christ." You know, remember Peter did not say, "Oh, you are Jesus." He said, "You are Christ, the Son of the Living, Son of the Living God." What did Jesus say next? He said, "Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. No one can know this reality by flesh and blood. No matter how intelligent, no matter how you know skillful you are, no matter how scientific you are in terms of knowing and understanding things, no matter how deep you think you know about the things of God, no, the revelation of Christ is only revealed by the Father, and it's in that revelation that we." know how to ask we know how to engage we know how to you see that's the point that i've been making it's in the revelation of christ that we know how to engage our spirituality the more christ is revealed to us the more we know of how to engage in our spiritual work in our spiritual uh, you know uh, uh, you know life all right you talk about prayer talk about fasting talk about studying reading the word until christ is revealed to us we will only be reading the letter we will only be reading religion. We will only be interpreting things based on human wisdom and ideology until Christ is revealed. So we need Christ to be revealed, to be unveiled to us so we can enter into that realm, hallelujah, of ascension. But whatever we're gains to me, I now consider them. So it's not like those things were not gained, but he traded, he traded those things. You see, those things that he gained were good, but he had to trade them. You see, there are things we have to trade to enter into the next realm, to enter into the dimension. That's why I said something like, you know, your, your calling, you, you limit yourself by, you know, who you are, how people see you. <laughs> Sorry, you're not going to enter into the next dimension of the things of the spirit. Whatever you know in the past 10, you know, you know 10 years of your life, 15 years, 20 years, you've got to trade them. Amen. For the new expression, for the new realities, this is where a lot of the move of God die. Because God start moving in a, in a season. God start moving. I could remember in the, in, in the early 90s, God began to move amen, in the apostolic. God began to show us. God began to reveal his heart, his mind to us regarding the apostolic, regarding the prophetic. So many things began to happen. You understand? And we, 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 we bask in that revelation. We rejoice in that day. We celebrated that day. But guess what? A point came. Those men that God used, amen, and I was one of the few that enjoyed that first expression and glory, amen, of, of the unveiling of Christ through what we call, amen, the apostolic order of the church. I mean, I was one of the few back then, and, and it was a glorious thing, but I began to realize at the early stage of that move that, wait a minute, people are beginning to benchmark this move. I, I, I saw that move as something that God, amen, is in, introducing to us, amen, but we have not come into the full of it in fact that move began in the early 70s all right with with people like bill ammon and the rest of them you know and and god started using people like you know uh, uh rejoiner and the few others i mean great things began to happen in the body of christ god began to shake his church god began to revamp his church amen? but a period came amen, particularly in the mid 90s in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the i won't say the peak but as as we began to understand that thing he said, our greatest problem in the body of Christ is that when God starts moving, God starts doing things, the moment we begin to understand that thing to a certain degree, to the point that, amen, we're beginning to see the fruits of that thing that we know, amen, manifest. We then assume that we have come into the full, full reality of that, of that, you know, expression. You know what we do? Then we start building institution around it. We start building walls around it. We start building, you know, kinds of things around it. Therefore, we hinder what God wants to do further. All right, and it's from there the Lord told me, Isaiah, before they build wall around this thing, you better jump out. So before they build a wall around the, the things that you know God was saying, I jumped out. I began to challenge the things. I began to look at this and say, Hey, something is wrong here. And people back then were, you know, they were challenging me. People were like, you know, key guys in this apostolic thing. 
Many of the guys, in fact, at the point, you know, they, some of them said, we don't want you in our group again. I said, it's fine. So I was one of the people that began to move out of the apostolic prophetic, you know, because the moment you name it, you limit it. The moment you name it, you, see, you don't want to name what God is doing. The moment you start naming it, you start titling it, you start labeling it, you start, you start tagging it, you, you begin to limit the hand of God. But I knew that this is not just about, you know, some anointing. This is not just about some movement. This is Christ revealing himself to us in a, in a new order. It's like climbing that ladder. So God brought us to a new day where he's revealing himself. And I began to say to myself, no, no, no. I'm not going to allow myself amen, to stop at this fifth order. I know this ladder must reach a point. There is a point amen, that this ladder must reach. And that, that, that point amen, it's not just the heaven. It's the standing reality amen, of our Lord Jesus introducing himself. That's what we saw in the book of, of Genesis. Amen. It was the Lord at the top introducing himself to Jacob. That was the beginning amen, of the journey of, of Jacob to the point amen, of his transformation. You see, you need to be on a transit for you to be reformed. You need to be on a transition for you to be reformed. If there is no transition, there is no reformation because reformation is mobile. Alright, you don't build wall around reformation. Amen. God is still reforming. He will continue to reform us until we regain the full image, hallelujah, of Christ. Until we come to the full stature. That is the heart of reformation. Until we come to the full stature of Christ. Reformation is not, it's not about some advocacy. It's not about, you know, just fighting things in the church. It's not about just pointing at what is wrong and what is right. No. Reformation is bringing people to the full stature of Christ. We're coming to what you will call the full sun. Full sun. We want to come into the fullness of sonship. That is reformation. We, so we, God continued to fight amen, the, the wrong beliefs, the, the, the attitudes of traditions and religion. Whatever it is, there are religion today practiced within the present reformation. There are, there are people who have, who, who, have, who have built all kinds of things around what God is doing. And whenever men start amen, tampering with what God is doing, you know what God does? He leaves it. He moves to the next thing. He leaves you there. And this is these are things we need to we need to track. We need to understand. So Paul said, Amen. The things that I have gained, there are things we gained in the first day. There are things we gain in the second day. There are many things that we have gained in the ways of God. There are many things we have gained, Amen, in, in the knowledge, Amen, about the things of God. There are things we have gained in the giftings of God. There are things we have gained, Amen, in the mutual, you know, celebration and, and communion of the life, Amen, of, 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 of the things of the Spirit. But guess what? It's time now we count those things that we have gained, amen, as loss. So we can move into the ascended life, amen, of apprehending Christ. What more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing. You see, if we don't understand that there is a surpassing glory that awaits us in Christ Jesus. If we don't understand that there is a surpassing glory. That 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 makes everything that we have gained in the past 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years of, of God's move in the earth. If we don't understand that there are surpassing weight of glory, amen, beyond all that the church, if you put everything that the church has gathered, amen, in the past, you know, uh, uh, 500 years, in the past 600 years, in the past, amen, 1,000 years of the history of the church, in the past 2,000 years plus of the history of the church, if we don't understand that what is before us, amen, surpasses all that, you see, we will build camps, we will build limitation, in our mind we will build it, we will, we will, we will you know, when I listen sometimes to men of God, particularly some powerful apostles, when I listen to them talk, you can see that they have come to benchmark this little revelation they have. They, that's why we write books around those things. We, we, write, we write books around those things. You see, personally, I, I, I write few books. I mean, but I don't believe in writing books. I believe in writing manuals. 
because I believe his manuals is subject to you know to to you know to 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 editing to increase to increase. It's why that's why I write manuals because you can still you can still add to it. But you see, but when you begin to write books on what you know today, what happens tomorrow when God begins to show you a different dimension of that that topic? God's, I mean, there are things that I've been I've been talking about regarding the things of the spirit. And of late, God began to expand. I begin to see clarity, better understanding. You know, how do you, why how do you begin to deal with those things? So it's important that we, we are careful before you begin to nail your revelation, amen, on the wall. Bef before you begin to proclaim and declare, yes, this is what God has revealed to me. Friends, we know in part and therefore we prophesy in part. You see, so it takes humility. It takes humility to handle the things of the spirit. It takes humility to ascend. It takes humility to, to, to descend. It takes humility to ascend. It takes humility to descend. Jesus said, Amen. I am the good shepherd. You know what a good shepherd does? He opens the gates for the sheep to go out and to come in. To go out and to come in. That is a, that is a principle in the kingdom. All right. What we do is we, we open the gate. The moment people come in, we shut the gate. So there's no going out again. And then we start teaching them the little we have received. We start building them on the little, on the little. And so the people never grow. So the growth of the people is benchmarked by the little we know. Come on. It's time to open the gates. It's time to allow the realities and the revelation of Christ, the ascended Christ, to start ministering to us from a new light, from a new pedestrian. There are things that God is unveiling to us in this new day about his son. It is the father that reveals the son. No wonder Jesus says, only what amen, I see my father do because he's the revealer of the son. He's the one who shows us is the one who who tells us amen is the one who shows the son what to do what to how to move amen and the holy spirit amen empowers the son to carry those things out that's how we walk in the power of, you know of the of the triune god that's how we walk in the power amen of the resurrected life amen it says i consider everything a loss because of the surpassing weight of knowing christ this time around you see we always say Jesus Christ. Now Paul changed he changed the phrase. He says Christ Jesus my Lord. Christ Jesus my Lord. For for whose sake for whose sake I have lost all things. For whose sake I have lost all things. When we build certain things that dwarfs the minds of men. That looks, you know, surpassing in human weight of glory. You see, that's what a lot of people are doing. We build things and like people come there and like, wow. You know, it's like it's like Herod's temple. Many people today are building Herod's temple. Their idea of ministry is to build, you know, Herod's temple, build something massive, something big. Alright? Something that, you know, people can travel to come and see him. It becomes a site of attraction. Who wants to see things that we build today? No. We want people to come and see Christ in us. They said the Greeks are looking for you. They didn't come to look for the miracle. <laughs> they didn't come for the bread. They didn't come for any other thing. The scripture says, the Greeks are, you know, they said to Jesus, the Greeks are looking for you. Jesus said, thank to God. The Bible said, Jesus lifted his, his heads and his hands to the Father. He said, now the Son is about to be glorified. When our lives start attracting the Greeks, start at, attracting, amen, the, the, the Queen of Sheba, when our lives start attracting other people, the kings of the earth, to come bow the knees to this surpassing wisdom and weight of glory, then we have stepped into an ascended life. But if we're building the things that the unbelievers have, out, have, out, have outdone, if we're building things all right, that is in competition with the world system, it shows how blind we are. It shows we don't understand the ways of God. Rather than building bricks, it's time to build men. It's time to build living temple that Christ can dwell in them. I was challenging some few people, you know, on, chari on the charisma, you know, uh, uh, site. And they said, you know, they, it's, they, they, they're trying to build a third temple in Jerusalem. Now, this temple is supposed to be the all-surpassing temple in terms of weight and glory. <laughs> in human terms. And they're carrying on. And they've been raising money. The Americans have been raising money for, for decades in building this third temple. 
and I call it the abomination of desolation. I mean, and one or two people were responding to me. I know, come on, this is the abomination of desolation that Daniel spoke about. We know scripture have said it that God doesn't dwell amen, in the temple built by human hands. What temple, amen? David, their hero, David, who they claim was their hero, earlier, himself said, What temple can I build for the Lord? God said to David, Amen. I don't dwell in temple built by, by stone, by human hand. God dwells in living temple. Amen. That's why our 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 ministry and the and the effort and resource of our ministry is to see how we can build people who can inhabit the Christ. You see, there is a temple that will inhabit Christ, but there is a temple that will inhabit Jesus. But Christ will not be able to dwell there. And so we build all kinds of temples, all right, that inhabit Jesus. That's why you go everywhere. People call Jesus. As long as you call Jesus, ah, then we, 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 we lose our gas. Then we are fine. As long as we call Jesus Christ. No, but we want a temple that, that is built in the name of Christ. Jesus, my Lord. There are two different things, friends. And all this thing we target to the reality of an ascended dimension of a prayer life. Let me begin to see how we can begin to round up here. And then hopefully tomorrow we can continue from here. But I, I believe that the Lord is unveiling something to us. Let our prayer no longer be captured and be limited, amen, to the elemental things of this world, to the elementary things, to the first day experience. It's time we grow, amen. If we're talking about, you know, those who have just given their heart to the Lord yesterday, all right, that's fine, that's okay. But, but if you have been journeying with the Lord in the past three years, in the past, you know, five years, come on, it's time to revamp your prayer life. And like I said, revamping your prayer life requires that you revamp your spiritual knowledge about the things of God. Because, amen, our spiritual knowledge informs how we pray. Our spiritual knowledge about Christ, our spiritual, you know, uh, uh, experience informs the outpour. The outward manifestation of what we call ministry, which includes prayer. You can't pray beyond the level of your spiritual knowledge. You can't pray beyond the level of your spiritual experience. You can't pray beyond that which is deposited in you. Your prayer life is the measuring standard of your spirituality. Your prayer life is a measuring standard. Is a, is a measuring state of your spirituality. And our spirituality is not defined by how much we have done in terms of carrying out certain ministry activity. Our spirituality is designed and defined on the revelation of Christ that is seated in us. Amen. And that we've allowed to manifest through us. So, the more we die to our past experience, the more we give room for Christ to indwell us. The more we advance, the more we increase in the ascended life. You see, he said, I consider the things that I have gained before, I consider them lost for the sake. That is, that is, that is a call to action. This is a point of a call to action. And I look back, so many things that I have gained. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. I consider them loss that I may gain Christ. You see, you, can't, you, cannot, you cannot want to gain Christ, but you have not considered the things, all right, that you have gained loss. They are not going to give you. They won't reveal Christ to you. You'll be limited in that first day, second day experience. That outer court, inner court experience. That's what you're going to have. That's what you're going to know. And that's why when somebody with a higher experience of the things of Jesus, of the things of our Lord Jesus comes across your way, guess what? You fight that person. Have you noticed that in most cases where there is argument and there is quarrel in the body of Christ, particularly among men of God, it's because of what they've been exposed to. Many a times, 
our argument, our quarrel fight is based on what we know. You want to enforce what you know. And somebody is telling me, but, that's, but, but that doesn't work. It's not, but can't you see? From, no, no. But because he cannot see. She cannot see from this higher pedestal. So she argues with you. And the more we argue, it proves that the flesh is still very much alive. Because there is a point in, in, our, in our walk with God where we have to give room. All right? To test the waters of the things we know. And ask ourselves questions. You know, instead of us to go back to the word of God and say, it's like the Bereans, let's go back if, and see if the things that Paul is talking about are aligned with, you know, biblical truth. You know what we do? No, we start fighting each other. Suddenly we begin to, you know, take offense. That is a false church. A church that takes offense because of truth, because of an ascended understanding or reality, amen, of someone else in the things of the spirit. Is a false church. That is a church of Cain. A church that kills his own brother because he's angry amen, with how God measures his spiritual standard. Abel never did anything. The problem was not Abel and Cain. The problem was between Cain and God. But instead of Cain amen, to respond to God, at least vent your, your anger on God. No, he took it on his brother. He said, that is a weak church. That is a false church. That is a church that wants to take control. That wants to overrule and overpower. That uses his own position to take advantage over his brother. The scripture says he lured his brother into the field and he killed him there. Come on friends. We need to, we need to, we need to begin to look into our heart. Oh God, Father you know my heart. My heart is open and plain to everyone. But when it comes to the things of the spirit, come, let's, let's, say, let's reason these things together. No, people don't want to reason because they feel you're challenging them. They feel when you challenge what they know, when you challenge, amen, they are, they are understanding that you are challenging their position. You're challenging all right, their authority. I started something on Friday, all right, spiritual authority and spiritual abuse. So hopefully I'm going to continue today. I'm going to see how I'm going to continue today. But I think that is something that every Christian, everyone that wants to go on with the Lord in this new day should connect to, should listen to. Because we need to understand what spiritual authority is. And we need to also understand without mixing word, amen, what spiritual abuse is. And all this speaks into, amen, spiritual leadership. So you, you, if, you, if you talk about spiritual authority, you've got to talk about spiritual leadership. And um, if we're dealing with spiritual leadership, particularly in this day where so many people are, 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 are disgruntled, so many people are angry, so many people are, are staying away from the things of God because of how men of God and the church in general have misrepresented the things of God. We've got to correct these things if we want God amen, to move and if we want people amen, to start to engage again in the things of the Spirit. So these are the things we believe in the Lord for. Amen. So let me finish this scripture, then we'll be done. I, you know, it says, so he said, let me take it from verse, in fact, let me take it from verse 7 again. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I have lost all things. He didn't just say I've lost few things all things this this Paul this guy is dangerous <laughs> I've lost all things I consider them garbage huh? how do you begin to consider the, the the experience of God the glory and the power and this this knowledge they said the knowledge of Paul you understand it is equivalent to you know uh, six degrees six doctorate degrees I mean this is a professor of a professor this guy is well vast. This guy is knowledgeable. I mean, this guy is experienced. This guy know people. He know Festus. He know people in high places. He 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 is connected to the political, you know, class. Back in those days, this these are not these are not something cheap. This is a well-educated man. This is a lawyer. This is a lawyer of lawyers. He said, I consider them all garbage that I may gain Christ. He repeats it again. See. When I touched this, this concept years ago, almost 25 years ago, thereabout, when I touched this reality, 
this became my you know my my my, my watchword this became that which began to redefine my life and my ministry everything that defines who i am today came out of this scripture this philippines i want to know christ in fact i was sharing with you yesterday back in our church in, in nigeria in those days i have this big painting behind you know no no not behind by the side of the wall of the church and that painting writes the revelation of jesus christ and here's a hand of a man you know supposed to be the hand of the lord holding the wall the entire globe the entire world is like, in fact, you, you carry it with one, one finger. The revelation of Jesus is, is still, amen, the focal point of my ministry. I'm not seeking any other revelation. Every other revelation that we preach, every other thing that we preach, that we do, amen, are all well secure, well secure, amen, in Christ. Christ is the center point, is the center, you know, a core of, of the ministry that we we, we, we represent. And that's why I thank God that the Father has kept us till this day. Or else I would have been washed away. I would have been swept away by some, some doctrine. I believe in what God is doing. I mean, I'm always at the center. You see, at, at the center, you never miss the speakings of God. If God is moving, you will be part of it. If God is speaking, you're part of it. Whatever God is doing, you're part of it because you are at the center. So whenever the, there's a dimension of Christ that is released to the earth, guess what? You will be one of the first to hear about it. Amen. But guess what? As God moves on, you also move on with him. We're following the clouds. Amen. We're not building, we're not building no permanent city. Come on. I say we're following the cloud. We're not building no permanent city. We are following the cloud. That's a word for this morning. We are following the cloud. We are not building permanent city. We're seeking for that city that is coming. The Bible says if they were mindful of where they came from, they had every right and every opportunity to go back. But their testimony is that they were searching for a city with foundation whose maker and builder is God. So those are scriptures that changed my life. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. So Paul is not even satisfied just to gain Christ. He said, I want to be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own. I love this man. Not having a righteousness of my own. If you have a righteousness of your own, I tell you, when you fall, guilt will kill you. Guilt will make you commit suicide. When you fall, when you trip and fall, guilt will stop you from continuing. That was what finished you know, Judas because he had a righteousness of his own. Or else, after denying the Lord, Judas still had opportunity. Judas still had the opportunity to repent. But he had a righteousness of, of his own. He's too proud. You see, there was pride in the heart of Judas. Not only, you see, what killed Judas was not the fact that he betrayed amen, his master. was the fact that it was pride. When you mix betrayal with pride, I tell you, that's, that's, that's a land of no return. Because pride will be saying, no, I can't, I, can't, I can't bring myself down to go and start apologizing. No, you see, that prodigal son, he's a son, but he's prodigal. He, 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 Bible says he came to his senses. He came to his senses. He said, what have I done? But he didn't consider the, the things that he has done wrong. He said, no, I need to go back. You see, you see, there was pride, but, there was, there, but, but he immediately humbled himself. He said, I'm, I'm going to go back to my father and tell him, I'm not even worthy to be your son again. Make me one of your slaves. Make, make me one of Because he knew what he has done. And I've had people preach on that and say, this guy is trying to, no, no, no. He understood who he was. He knew his position as a son, but he also understood that he didn't deserve that position again. You see, he knew that he, his position, he had squandered it. He squandered his grace. He knew that he has messed up big time. Because when you begin to look at the worth of what this guy wasted, well, guess what? The father had more than that. As long as the father, amen, as long as the father sees that he's coming to his senses, if there's anything the church needs to begin to understand in this brand new day, is that we need to regain our sense. Don't lose your sense. Because when you lose your sense, pride takes over. But when you come back to your sense, the first thing that manifests, manifests is, is, is humility. <clears throat> Excuse me. The first thing that manifests is humility. You see, humility, the Bible says, God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. 
They say, when you begin to, you know, bow the knees, Lord, all that, I've gained, all that I have, all that I've gained, I consider nothing. Well, if, if your heart is, ah, you want to prove a point, you want to, you want to make an impression through what you're building, you, you build so big, you, you're doing things, and, and people are now positioning you in this pedestal. You don't want to humble yourself. That's why you hardly see men of God when it's time to worship. They talk about worship. We preach about worship. But you never see them worship. You never see, you know, a, a bishop, an apostle in his church worshiping God, lying on, on the floor flat, rolling on the floor and giving glory. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what you see. Uh, it, it's, like, it's like when we, we're in the church. Everything has to be stage managed. That's why I hate the religious system. What, what people call church today. I hate it. it it's, 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 a, it's a false. It's, it's all pretense. It's all, it's all make show. It's all acting. We, we've perfected the act of Hollywood in the church. True worship is far God. No wonder the glory of God is not in our midst again. No wonder it's Ichabod. The glory has departed. But we want to be a generation that will bring back that glory. Hallelujah. So as I round up, I want us to look at what Paul is saying. He said, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. There is a power in resurrection. That power, amen, comes via death. There is no resurrection. You, you don't touch the power of resurrection until you know the power of death. Until you know the power of the cross. Until you know the power of crucifixion. Many of people want to touch the power of resurrection. We want to be able to lay hands and suddenly the dead rise. We want to be able to cast out devil. We want to be able to do miracles. We want to be able to dazzle people. But guess what? That's not the power. The power of resurrection, amen, is that you have been conformed. Is that Christ has been formed in you. If you benchmark your ministry, your life, your, your whatever, to, well, I was able to do this. Look at what we did in our ministry. God can allow you to do all that. After all, God allowed that. You see, God will always honor his word. God said, Moses, speak to the rock. He struck the rock. The water still flowed out. God will always honor his word. But yet God said to Moses, depart from me. You've, you've missed it. You're not entering the promised land. They will say, but we heal in your name. We raise the dead in your name. We cast that devil in your name. He say, yes, I never knew you. You use the gift. You abused the gift. You did what you want to do with the gift that I gave to you. But you never track with me. You never walk with me. Depart from me. I knew you. I knew you not. I don't know you. You walk of iniquity. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? What are we seeking for? Are we seeking the praise of men? The popularity of men? Or are we, are we seeking for the approval of God? Even in our prayer. If our prayer is all about God, give me power. God, give me power. God, give me this. God, give people will fast. God, power. I want the power. Listen, the power is in Christ. <laughs> the anointing is Christ. When we have Christ, we have all things. Seek for us the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It is the good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This is the focus that I want to lead us into and through in the next couple of days as the Lord will allow us. So that our prayer can come to a new level of divine amen impartation. This is what we believe in the Lord for. So I want to thank God this morning once again for granting us the opportunity to share his heart, to reveal his heart, his mind. This is our heart saying. The Bible said when Jesus began to speak like this, his disciples they said, this is a heart saying. Who can bear these things? In that day, 70 of his disciples left him but the 12 were still there in fact jesus turned to the 12 he said are you also guys going then peter replied he said who are we going to <laughs> who are we going to you have the word of eternal life we have come to understand that you amen what you're saying are what we need are the things we need amen to change our life to transform us so it's it's important that you get this hard truth because it is the truth that sets you free not what sound like the truth. Not the truth sweet-coated. Not the truth compromised. 
Father, we honor you this day. We bless your name for your word, for your will, for your counsel. Thank you for revealing your heart to us once again. Thank you for showing us that you're a good God, that you're faithful. Our heart desire this day is to know Christ. But for us to know him, Lord, we pray that you grant us grace once again to look at the things that we have gained and count them as loss so that we can gain this glorious life in Christ. Help me, Father, as I pray for myself, I pray for my home, my family. And as I pray, oh God, for, yes, my spiritual family, those who are spiritually connected to me and my biological family. I've got a world, oh God, that I am watching over. And I pray for everyone this morning connected to me that you will bring us to the place where we'll begin to say we have this day count all things lost. This day be a thing, O oh God, yes, of the month of November, that we count all things lost, that we may gain Christ. We press into Christ this morning. We yearn for Christ. We long for Christ. We yearn for Christ. We desire Christ more than our daily food. Christ, bring us to the place where you brought Jacob to. Lay us down, O oh God. Help us Put us to sleep, oh God, so you can walk a walk in our lives. So that we can see into the realm of the spirit, yes, the deposit of your life and your nature. Introduce yourself to us in a new light. Bring us to a position where indeed we can say, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But also bring us to a point where our pain and our imprisonment will not make us to begin to ask the question. Go ask him, are you the one to come or should we wait for another? May experience not change our revelation of who you are. May our pain not bring us to begin to doubt who you are. May our need not bring us to the place where we begin to frustrate, oh God, the things that you have done in our life. We learn, oh God, from John the Baptist this day, oh God. We receive of you this morning light. We receive of you grace. We receive of you divine enablement. Enable us to journey on, not to be distracted so that we don't begin to sink like Peter. We want to, we want to rest and remain in that ascended life that you call Peter, James, and John into. Love, faith, and hope. Take us, O oh God, beyond the flesh. Take us beyond our mind. Take us beyond the minds of men. Take us beyond the minds of men. Take us beyond the minds of religion. Bring us into a new day where we can see the resurrected Christ, the ascended Christ. Father, we thank you this day. I pray, O oh God, for those that will be listening to this broadcast on our podcast platform father as they touch this message as they begin to listen may this word change them may this word enlighten them may this word illuminate them wherever they're going to be listening from from america from europe from asia from africa father wherever may this word resonate oh god with their heart with their mind with their soul may they see this word yes oh god as a manner that they need to feed on to become more like you you said you fed them with angels food father we thank you we bless you it's a brand new day is a day of the lord is a day yes of 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 the unveiling of christ and indeed we want to know him as we count all lost that we may gain christ thank you father we bless you in jesus name amen thank you so much man of god for connecting this morning i really appreciate it may the lord continue to perfect his ways and his will in our life may he continue to strengthen you amen your ways this day may you continue to reflect him may you continue to represent amen and 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 show forth his praise and glory in everything that you do and those that uh, uh, are out there watching us and listening to us thank you so much have yourself a wonderful day god bless you bye-bye